Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Rosalind Siv is the head of marketing at a tech company and also the owner of The Evercake, which makes classic flavors with sophisticated designs delivered right to your door or even the door of your event. She is also the mama to an awesome three-year-old boy and lives here in New York, just like me. Hey, Rosalind. Thanks and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is great. So you live in New York and it is a busy place on top of, you know, essentially having two job jobs and that third job of being a mama. How do you handle living in this busy place and doing all that you do? Oh my gosh. Um, It's actually hard, but over the years I've been able to figure it out. Um, My husband, I moved to the Upper East Side about Four, four years ago, I would say, and um, it's just a little bit more family friendly up here. And that helps with, you know, when you're navigating a stroller, you just have a little bit more space, um, less um, side eye coming from <laughs> people on the sidewalks and uh, in restaurants. Um, and just honestly, you know, I try to uh, keep a similar lifestyle to, you know, to what I had pre-baby. So I still see my girlfriends, you know, once a week. I still try to exercise. I still, you know, get my nails done, do all of the things that make me feel just like my normal self and not just um, a mom, but a woman. And that helps a lot with my sanity. Yeah. And that's so important because it's like as mamas, we're not just caregivers, we're whole beings, right? We're whole women. And yes, you get a new identity when you have a child, but the old you doesn't go away, right? That you just become, you become more in a lot of ways. I think sometimes we struggle though with like being more than just the caregiver, especially when, when the new kids come along. Um, Did you ever struggle with that? Or were you always able to maintain, you know, that first part of who Rosalind is, even after having, even after having your son? I didn't struggle with that. I mean, I felt like being a mom was an additional piece to myself, but I guess I also had that understanding that it would be really healthy and great for my son to see me the way I saw my mom, you know, she, had a very balanced life. She had friends and she was, you know, the best mom ever. Um, But she also had hobbies and she liked to work on the house and she worked on the garden and she had other interests too. And 
you know, when she um, was focused on building up her business, uh, she was able to kind of balance it all and was a good role model and inspiration for me. So it was, it's important for me to live my, my life and be my true self um, so that he can also feel that he can do the same when he one day becomes a parent. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. And how do you, how do you find that balance, right? How do you find the time between the, your work at a company, your work with a company that you own and your mom, being a mama, being a wife, like how do you actually find the balance? What works for you to, to make it work? You know, I started trying to separate everything and then I realized I don't have the, the luxury of time to 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 kind of time block so i just started combining everything for instance an example of this is if i'm walking to work let's say i have 10 minutes of walking before i get on the subway then that is the time that i'm going to call my friend or call my sister to catch up you know the old me would be like oh let's catch up over drinks or over coffee on a saturday and then you know block out three hours for that, but you know, I don't really have that anymore. So I really had to let go of what, what these um, outings and meetings look like and just kind of get it in wherever I could. And those little things made a big difference for me because I can finally um, be up to date with what's happening in my girlfriend's lives with my family. And you know, it's, not always easy, but at least I'm still in touch with everybody that yeah. I love and care about. So it doesn't have to be so scheduled, I feel like. So it sounds like you really are focusing on the outcome, right? So maybe there's a different way to get to the outcome. It doesn't have to be brunch and drinks. It can be a phone call. And that's how you stay connected. Yeah, I mean, even just, I started to FaceTime a lot more. Um, mm. And my which I never did before. And then I just started going over to my friends' houses a lot more. Just, you know, drop, you know, we just drop in on each other. If we're in the neighborhood, it doesn't have to be so planned. Um, we can both, you know, just be in sweats with our kids now and they're just doing their thing and we're catching up and maybe it's only 10 minutes, maybe it's 50 minutes, you know, maybe we are folding clothes together or whatever it is. You know, we're still getting in that, bonding time. I don't know why I said folding clothes. We've never folded clothes together, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) That's a good thing. Go to like house to house. We'll all do laundry together and make that task that I hate to do more fun. Household with household chores. (laughs) We're not, but it's like, you have to make it work. And, um, three years in, I feel like I'm finally making it work human connection, right? The actual talking to people and interacting with them and keeping those relationships deep is important to you. I think it's really important. I mean, it's important to me. I think it's part of how we refuel ourselves. How else do you refuel yourself? Like, how do you take care of yourself? I wish I could say that I exercised all the time um, and did that on a regular basis. I do not, but just simple things like watch the movies I want to watch go onto my social media for a full hour because I want to Um, go shopping, do my makeup and my hair, just 
normal little things like that that started to slip away from me once I started to get really busy. Those are the things that I just try to do, even though it seems silly to, let's say, um, really block out time to watch The Bachelor, which I am ashamed to say that I watch. But those are the things that, you know, get my mind off work. And so I have to make uh, that a priority. <laughs> no, I love it. I love oh, it. making it a priority. And it's not silly, right? We all have like our little things. I guess they, you know, they call them guilty pleasures because it's like, oh, I don't really want to share that with people, but it's what you need. And I love hearing that like The Bachelor is your jam. I like The Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's like, <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> we got to go over to each other's homes. Yeah, we can come watch some TV together. Cause it, and it's important to have that downtime. Um, it's, it's how you, ref, it's, for me, it's how I refuel, right? My brain is doing something in the background during that downtime. It's decompressing. But I find like society puts all this pressure on us, especially as working moms, to not have downtime, right? To right. always be busy and always be doing something. Have you ever struggled with that type of pressure? Yeah, I started for a while. I started to feel like I had a DD or something because I felt like my attention span was just like six seconds. I would jump from a work email to a cake order to ordering something off Amazon for my son. And I started to realize like, I need to just be still, I need to stop doing so much and creating this weird habit of just constantly doing something um, because I don't want to lose the ability to just know how to relax, you know, and uh, as a California girl born and raised out in California, I mean, that is, probably my true self. <laughs> a relaxed self. Yes, a, a relaxed California self, not this crazy, productive New Yorker worrying about everything. So on your busiest day or on the day where you find yourself the most frantic or the day that's been the most chaotic, what do you do to relax? You know, I just try to have some perspective. You know, I really try to just stop go down to the corner, I'll get some type of junk food, which I know is not a good thing, but <laughs> I'll go out, I'll get a large order of fries. I sit down with my fries and it's a good time. And that's it. I really just try to be grateful for what I have, even though I'm super busy. Um, I can still give myself a break and, you know, enjoy the, the little moments when I have them. That's great. And gratitude is so important, but I feel like gratitude is something that we have to learn and we practice, right? It doesn't, for whatever reason, come naturally to a lot of us to be grateful. Do you have a, would you say you have a gratitude practice or is it something that you just kind of have always done is to remind yourself to be grateful? I had a bit of a practice. It didn't last very long. Um, so I had a journal and I was writing down things that I was grateful for because I felt like I was, you know, maybe starting to be a little negative. Um, I did that for like two weeks and, you know, stopped. And what I realized was, you know, my husband actually is a very, very grateful person. And he's always telling me and our son, how lucky he is, how grateful he is for our life. And he truly means it and truly behaves in that way. 
I can tell that he's grateful with how he treats us. And just being around him makes me more positive, more grateful, um, and just, you know, feeling very, very lucky to have what I have. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday, at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. Switching gears a little bit with everything that you have going on, how do you define success? How do you define a successful day, a successful week, um, or even, you know, a successful life? Mm, Okay, we'll we'll start big to small. I mean, a successful life to me um, is having it all, meaning I have a family that makes me so happy, a marriage that I'm engaged and passionate about, um, a career that fulfills me creatively, um, and being close to my family, my sisters, that's huge for me. Um, and living in New York has always been a dream. So a successful life for me are those things. A successful week is maybe not having any meltdowns. <laughs> um, a successful week would be, let's say, my dream week is I worked out once or twice. I made a lot of beautiful cakes that my customers loved. Um, I did some fun things with my husband and I saw my friends. So that's a successful week for me. That's Success- great. Hey. Yeah, that sounds like a good week to me, except for the cake making thing, because I am no good at that. I'm definitely needing to buy the cakes and not make them. God has put us together. Yes. (laughs) One of the things that we had talked about um, previously when we were getting ready for the show was how doing more is not the answer. So I love that you were like doing it all. And here's what doing it all means for me, right? You completely defined it. And we talked a little bit about how doing more than those things, right, than the things that are important to you, um, it just, it's just not the answer. It's not the way. And it sets us up for failure and disappointment. Can you expand on that a little bit for the audience who didn't get to hear your thoughts? Pre-baby, I would, let's say, have my nails done every two weeks. Or I would, um, every email that I sent out had, you know, perfect punctuation or something or, you know, and recently it's like, I don't have to um, be perfect in anything because I can't. (laughs) So, you know, you just have to kind of let things go. I don't have to reread an email multiple times before I send it, you know, just send the email. (laughs) Um, Get it out. (laughs) Just get it out. You got to just get things out. I mean, I don't know why I keep going back to laundry when I don't really do laundry, but, um, you know, back in the day when I did do laundry, I would make sure all of the clothes that were folded inside out would be right side out. And then I'd fold it nicely At, you know, post baby, who cares? Who cares if it gets folded inside? Who cares if it gets folded? I mean, honestly, who cares? You got clean clothes. It's a thing. <laughs> 
goal now is to have clean clothes. It doesn't, you know, you didn't have a, a Pinterest worthy closet. There's bigger fish to fry and more important things to worry about. And that's, you know, probably a little more liberating, um, actually. And I think for me, it was interesting. My priorities shifted and also it made me much more productive because I really was able to let go of the things like, yeah, perfectly folded clothes that at the end of the day, don't actually lead me to a life I love, right? They're just like, that's nice to have those clothes, but clean and folded. But it, if they're in the closet, I can't see them. Who really cares? <laughs> well, I have two questions that I ask everyone at the end of each show. So I want to ask you these same questions. The first is, what is your morning routine? Like, how do you start your day? And is it different during the week um, versus the weekend? Yes. So sleep is my second baby. And I've always tried to um, schedule or sleep train my son. So he is a late sleeper like me. So we both don't get up until eight or eight thirty, and since I, you know, have showered the night before because that's part of my self care, my new self care routine, you know, I can take that morning time to sleep versus uh, taking a shower the way I I did pre baby. He sort of does his thing. I do my thing. Our nanny walks in through the door. Um, at that time, he's pretty much set up with breakfast, and then I have less of a routine with, you know, my hair and my makeup. So I'm just out the door quicker, but now I make sure I get a very strong cup of coffee, and my breakfast might actually be a little bit healthier these days. Um, because I am getting older <laughs> and I have to, and I just can't eat so many French fries in the afternoons anymore. No, that's, um, aren't we all? It's, it doesn't fall off like it used to. Wait. Um, awesome. And then the next question is, and the last question, I suppose, the last official question is, what is it that you want other working moms to know? That nobody has it you know, down perfectly to a T. Everybody is struggling. Maybe other moms are hiding it better, <laughs> um, but it's not perfect and you can't really um, control it so much. I mean, you, you can to a certain extent, but you know, you have to just be open to, um, to being flexible and making sure, you know, first and foremost, your child is happy and healthy and everything else is just, you know, an extra cherry on top. That's great. Do you have any last words of advice on being open and flexible? How you can get there, especially if you're, you know, a type A heavy planner who really prefers when things go their way? How do you, how do you work through that? Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't know any wise words, but um, last night we were watching Frozen. So, you know, let it go. <laughs> just let it go let it, let it go and be okay with it it is totally fine I promise that's great thank you so much for being on the show Rosalind if people want to know more about you how can they find you you can follow my cake business which is uh, at the ever cake and our website is theevercake.com That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. 
One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.